Get going, but it's the Bombers. They're all over them at the moment. Parrish, probing ball. Joe, yes! Mark's paid to Danaher. Oh. Bulking frame of Joe Danaher. He might have improved his kicking in his absence as well. He's put it through. He's back! Against Segler, Stewart takes it. And in they go again. And here comes Joe! The Joe show! It's started! The M's through the middle for the Bombers and they get some dash and Danaher now is doing it up the ground as well. Stringer flies past onto that left boot. McDonald, Tevin Woody. You don't want to be one-on-one with him. Get excited on the bench and so he should. This is what they're after. Out of the middle again. It's a parade out of the middle. Wealthy for Merritt. He's got Ham on short. He bypasses him. He goes to Joe and he's got it again. Play on. Parrish, Merritt, Danaher in prime position. He's got it, Joe. Can he get it right? Is he leading Essendon to a win? A famous win. Don't go, Joe. Know that. This is one they have to win out of the middle. They can't. Instead, it's Langford thrusting it forward. It might just fall for Joe again. He's kicked another one. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast, episode number 107. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes that have known each other forever who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD to talk everything Essendon Football Club. My name is Grant and with me is a very excited Scotty. Hello everyone. Uh, so good to be back. I love an Essendon win. Uh, oh. People who know me know my sheer hatred for the Hawthorne Football <laughs> Club. Uh, it's very well known amongst the, my friends. Uh, so uh, let's throw everything out the window. I don't care about anything. We beat the Hawthorne Football Club. It makes me a very, very happy man. Uh, but, uh, you know, you cannot uh, introduce, introduce this whole show without talking about the great man, the number six, uh, Joe Danaher. Uh, insane first game after 15 months off uh you know obviously i was you know i had the uh, the hope that he would be you know have like four or five good possessions maybe kick a goal uh and just you know get get some uh, get used to footy but here we go he's 14 possessions 10 marks three goals three and, oh. and is in the top five players in the game and i you know i just sat back and went you know Every team has you hope to get a superstar in your system, and I just had that quick memory that we actually do have a superstar in our system, and and that's you know that if that's your first game after fifteen months, then uh, oh boy, do I look forward to the next couple of years. Uh, all all touch wood with his. Oh body. mate, look, I, I I'm hundred percent with you. I, I 
you would you 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 see Jake Stringer come back, who's played some footy this year, and he was he came back from five weeks off and looked every inch of a bloke who hasn't played footy for five weeks, right? And you totally forgive that because he's got to get used to the game, he's got to get back into it and that sort of stuff. But Joe Deadset looks like he hasn't left. He 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 took a grab, jumped on someone's back, took a grab. Um, looked awful dangerous, showed us that incredible um, athleticism for a, um, for a huge um, drink of water that he is. Um, the the performance to, to, to nail three like that, and could have been more, could have been five, um, it's, it's, it's everything for the club. Yeah. That forward line now with Waller and Mozzie running around and um, Jimmy Stewart getting the third best defender or second best and... Kale or everyone else want to chuck down there getting the third best defender. It changes everything for the club. It really does. And then, I mean, I mean after once, half yeah, time, one, of course. Once those, <laughs> once Hooksy, Stewart, and Danaher were marking everything, how different was the mental approach by the midfield? Oh. It was like, what are we wasting <laughs> twenty handballs across the ground for? <laughs> Let's and and what? Why are we bombing it into the forward line for no reason whatsoever, or just kicking it across their body and all that sort of stuff? I don't know whether or not it was. And look, I I, I love it. Has set my weekend up. I am a happy, happy boy, right? But we, we got to remember we we're playing Hawthorne, who are look P P O O at the moment, um, but. The difference between, I don't know what we did in the second half and whether or not we can replicate that moving forward, but that answered every single one of my questions. Every concern I have ever had this season with regards to a game plan and how they kicked the ball inside 50 and all that, it answered every one of my questions. McGrath was an utter beast. He was he was kicking the ball to the forwards like, like you should. Langford was kicking the ball to the forwards like you should. It was it just shows you, man, that if we if we stop this bombing inside 50 and we give ourselves two meters over an opposition player, lower our eyes, we've now got the guns down there that can take a mark, turn around, and kick a goal. That's that was the bit that I loved the best, is that we just yeah. you showed us something, Essendon, and it was absolute it made me extremely happy. Yeah, look, uh, in the second segment, I want to go a little bit into that, uh, talk about the the game plan and just things I notice and, and the players' responses. Uh, but, look, you, you mentioned right off the top, uh, you know, and as we kind of close with Joe Danaher, you know, it's – uh, he did. He did give it a little interesting quote at the end of the game, which a lot of fans have grabbed, and it was a little bit of a you know, kind of a future with the club kind of vibe to it. Uh, you know, I, I can just imagine, just as a funny note, uh, Xavier Campbell and Dodoro both texting each other, oh. <laughs> saying, "Saying uh, we might <laughs> we let's get onto this now." I mean, oh, like I, we, we said that after the game. Like you could just imagine. Dodoro sitting there going, oh, what a game from Joey. I love this kid, man. Seriously, this is awesome. And the rest of the list management people and the that sort of stuff, they're all sitting there going, oh, how much have we missed this kid? Yeah. Um, and then Adrian just firing off a couple of quick SMSs to, to uh, Xavier going, Xavier, mate, you're going to have to open the checkbook. Seriously, I'm not sure if we've got any money down behind the couch or underneath the the cushions or something, mate, because that game in game one just showed you that every other club 
is going to be throwing, and I'm talking like million dollar contract. If if someone like Jeremy Cameron, who's performed okay in his career, but hasn't performed particularly well this year, can get offered a million bucks. Joe Danaher's about a foot taller than him. Uh, can take as good a grab, can kick the ball as far, probably not as accurate, but can kick the ball as far. Um, and the, the kid is going to be looking at million-dollar contracts. So I tell you what, as much as we say don't go, Joe, it's going to be bloody hard to keep that club a kid at the club because someone like Brisbane will offer him the gabber. Like they'll say, hey, you can have six square kilometres of the Gold Coast beach. We'll give you that. <laughs> And we'll give you the Gabba um, and for the for the rest of your life and the captaincy and the CEO and anything you else you want to be up here and a million bucks a year. And Frio, Frio will offer him dead set the state of WA to, to get him over there because they haven't had a full forward forever. Um, Hogan didn't work and they will offer him the state of Western Australia. So I, I love that he's playing for us, man. And I love, like you said, we'll listen to that grab that you've got because it's a little bit interesting. But, oh, man, we're going to have – Dodoro is going to be as busy as he's ever been trying to keep that kid. Yeah, look, uh, I mean, it sounds like funny. We're pumping up so much after one game. But, look, if his body holds up, and, and, and you know, in realistic terms, if we, it, he, it's the next four or five games in how he recovers after the game that's going to be critical to every club uh, yep. to see where his body's truly at. And I know we're kind of laughing and pumping it up, but look, he did look quite spectacular. And look, oh. uh, I must admit, you know, his first possession, and this is, and I'm being very sincere when I say this, he marks the ball out in the wing. He kicks probably the most aggressive best pass I've probably seen at Essendon this year. And I thought it took Joe Denham one possession to do the game plan I'm hoping that we introduce, which which is a 50-meter dart across the ground, which opened up the whole half of the ground, and, and we we score a goal from it. And it's, you know, it was just, you know, I was just like, oh, what a breath of fresh air. <laughs> that, oh, I, I, yeah, just you're, to, you're right, mate. You're right. That that, that one play said everything. It, it it When I look back on it, it alleviates so much of the – the questions that I have about the club and the direction and where are we going? Because the first half was just, I honestly, I think that is the worst we have played this season. That is, that was unforgivable. I was saying to Scotty, I'm sitting on the couch and I almost turned the television off. Seriously. I did. I just couldn't stand to watch from minute one. Again, minute one, we just played that awful brand of football and, I nearly turned it off. But when you see something like Joe, a bloke that hasn't had to deal with that awful brand of footy that we've been playing, um, just turn around and rifle 48 metres worth of bullet pass and hit someone either. If they didn't mark it, it would have taken their yeah, head off marked, their shoulders. Yeah, they marked it, yeah. That's the thing, man. I look at that and I go, oh, there it is. Joe, mate, you should just point to that. It should be made a, a point of in the review. That's what we're talking about, Bombers. That is exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, well, you know, that first half, right? So I'm trying. I was trying to work out what are they doing um, because the the obsession with the handball, and, and it's funny. Like you break down a few plays, and it's like they get the first two handballs right, uh, and then they get a guy with a little bit of space, and that's when I go. That's when you're looking for the aggressive kick. 
And the, the thing that we did wrong was we just kept looking sideways and going, oh, is there another handball? Do I need to give another handball? Um, and, and the frustrating part was the first two handballs released what you actually wanted to get. Uh, and then the uh, two more handballs and we're back into congestion again and, and the ball's turning over. And I was like, oh, um, h- how can you, you know, how can we sort of address that at half time and say, hey, guys, you know, it, it's not against handballing. You're handball to create an offensive um, mindset and to, and to move the ball uh, with aggression. And, and our first two handballs are probably doing that, and, but then you're over committing to the handball. Uh, and then the third and fourth where we're looping handballs, then we're getting guys suddenly, uh, defenders are, get, are getting caught up to the play, all defenders getting back and smothering our forwards. The ball's there moving way too slow. Uh, and it was just, it was so frustrating. And you know what? I didn't tweet any, you know, normally I would go, what the hell was that game plan? And I genuinely thought, no, I just don't believe this is our game plan. Something's just too much into the minds of the players. Like this is a mental breakdown of just uh, overthinking a game plan that I don't believe the coaches uh, designed. And I generally felt that at halftime. And I've I've been the biggest critic of going, what the hell is our game plan? Uh, but I could, it, for me, it was very obvious to me that they were mentally overthinking the game uh, and and to, to overcorrecting everything, just handball, handball, handball. Oh, we've got told we must handball and, and move the ball, move the ball. And, and, and it, they didn't have that natural instinct to understand. Oh, I'm in space, so I can run. I can bounce. Like I can, I can be aggressive here. I and se- instead they looked left and right, and and it just went all completely wrong. And and you know, I'm not giving them out because our pressure wasn't great either. Um, it just was a, a a whole calamity of of mistakes. And and you know, you saw the vision of of truck. Uh, a little being a bit more forthright at halftime inside the changing rooms. Uh, and clearly uh, the message got received um, at halftime. And with me, the second half, why it was exciting is once they corrected that, I don't know about you, Grant, they had this strange almost excitement about them. I went, holy crap, like this is working like really well. Like, Oh, they, you know, and then they realized when they're moving the ball correctly, oh, wow, we've got weapons down the forward line <laughs> that are that are actually all right to go on on this and, and able to really, and we win, what, we win the second half 71 to 19. We, we were a machine the second half. Uh, play that, play that all week, truck, whoosher, uh, and say, absolutely. that's it, that's it. Absolutely, mate. I, I, you're, you're, you made a really good point in... Um, the first half, it was so clear that, and I think you're right. I think it's a, I, I too, we've been on the podcast and we've both said, I, what the hell is our game plan? What are we as a club? Are we a high possession club? Are we a chip it round, work our way forward, get into the forward line that way? Are we a free flowing team off halfback with Connor and Sadi? Are we a multiple handball? What are we, right? We, we don't even know what we are. I think what you what you said was right in that the first half was just the tipping point as an example of a club that is just clearly one of our game plans is to handball to advantage and try and move the ball quickly by hand 
through the through the midfield until you find an open guy yeah. and then go from there, right? Okay, cool. A lot of teams try and do that. But what you said earlier was that it was the, like fanatical handballing yeah. to people that aren't open or people that aren't in advantage. And I was listening to the to the um, telecast and I don't know, I think it was Duck Carey or somebody like that who said um, their forward handballs look good, right? Like when they... Yeah. When they spot a guy forward of the of the pack, and they get that handball outlet out to that guy forward of the ball, that's great. He said, but Essendon's problem at the moment is that they're handballing a meter sideways. Yes, and it's not doing any good. And then that meter allows for a second and a half to go by, which allows for the opposition to catch up. Then the next handball probably goes back to the same guy that just got it. And then you try and look outlet, and then you try, and it wasn't working. It just, we yep. overpossessed the ball and it was awful, right? But then the second half came around and you 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 said this to me um, after the show, after the game as well, in that you said, we've now, in that second half, it was a really good example of a really almost perfect mix of the players actually playing on instinct and then having the handballing game as a secondary part of their game. Like that McGrath played on his merits, like he played on talent. And then when there was a handball, he handballed it because the talent in his head said, oh, this is a good option and I'll handball it. Yeah. But if the, if the handball wasn't there, he didn't do it. And the, the rest of the midfield, the same, Cole Langford and those guys, they started to play on talent and their own merits and then making their own decisions as to when to handball, as opposed to just, drill, 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 drill in their head. First thing you touch it, you handball it. You touch it, you handball it. You touch it, you handball it. They started to play on natural talent. And then a thing that has been lacking for so many weeks a was the example of, of Zach Merritt and Dylan Shield and Andy McGrath um, and Devin Smith and Parrish as well. We've got talented guys in that midfield. They're, they're very talented but we haven't been able to see them be talented. I think as an example from the last game I watched, because they're fanatically just, I don't know if it's drilled into them too hard that you touch it, you handball it, you touch it, you handball it. This game you saw in the second half, not the first half, because that was just a, an abomination. Um, the second half, you saw those guys take a moment and realize that they're talented. And if the best option for them is a handball, then do it. If it's not, then go and create something out of their natural talent. So I, I couldn't have been more pleased with the way we answered that second half. The first half still scares the hell out of me. But the, <laughs> Well, yeah, the, they're still going to have to address inconsistency within games. There's no oh, doubt. Oh, man, that's, and that's, the, the Jekyll and Hyde nature is just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it's still a reality. Uh, but I think that's probably the game where they're going to take the most confidence out of of oh, what their system to. wants to end up being. But look, let's go to a break. Uh, we'll come up after the break. Of, I'm going to show you a few things, Grant. Okay. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Now then... Scotty, you've got something for the uh, for the listeners now. Yeah, so look, uh, I I sometimes do this. I, I wanted to kind of give a guide of of you know a little bit from the last segment when we talked about the game plan. 
Uh, I, I just thought there was a whole lot of interesting stuff that the players were commenting, and there was a uh, it was an interesting theme. Uh, and I, I thought what I would do is is just play a few highlights and, and just a few quotes, and and we can just discuss around that. And look, let's start off. I like with, it. I like it. Let's start off with the coach after the game, um, who obviously was talked kind of the questioned a little bit about you know which you know. Ha- what is the game plan? Is it the first half or second half kind of kind of view? <laughs> and look, this this was uh, uh, Wush's response. Um, but hopefully, people started to see the style of footy we're we're working on and we want to play. And um, our job is to commit to that even harder and keep working at it so that it becomes more consistent within a game and week to week. So, what's the most important things to see in that game? You want? What should be the most notable things that we see that? So that's on the well, what you saw in the second half. So we dominated, I think, the, the inside 50 count um, through good ball movement. The opposition couldn't get through us and get it inside their forward 50, and we created some really good scoring opportunities. Our stoppage work was excellent. Um, so all those things come into it. So uh, um, pretty much the way we move the ball in that second half, you can take it as if we can play like that consistently, we're going to be a, become a very good team quickly. And look, I just thought that's important to, for even myself to understand is, is how we moved the ball in the second half is, is exactly what the coaches are working on. Carousel, our truck. I mean, if we're being honest, Carousel is obviously much of the ball movement kind of coach. Truck, yep. is, truck is the game day coach and doing you know, if I'm being honest, 90% of, of most of the coaching, I mean, Wush is being more the mentor and soundboard uh, at presses. Um, but, you know, they're obviously saying, look, this is what the system is. That second half system, uh, and it's not always going to go smooth like that, but that's that's the design uh, of what we're trying to create. Uh, I, I must admit, Scotty, I'd have had a, um, if I was a reporter, I would have had a follow-up question, right? And that's, and, and I wouldn't, honestly, even if we were there as the Lunchtime Catch-Up podcast interviewing Musha, it wouldn't have even tried to be a, like, a gotcha question or anything like that. But my next question, I liked what the reporter said when he asked him, what are the elements of that game plan that we should look forward to moving forward? So that the, the Bomber fans, we can look at it and go, okay, so that's what he meant. And he, he made a generalised re- uh, reply in that the way we played in the second half and the way we removed the ball. Okay, fine. But my follow-up question would be, so what, what have the challenges been to date that haven't allowed you to play like that? Where's the, what's the, what's the fall down been and, and why all of a sudden did it click? Well, it's an interesting comment. Can I, can I just play a quick one from Devin Smith? Who maybe a little bit addresses uh, that. So look, okay. We'll see what Devin Smith had to say um, uh, after the game as well. You can just see the way we're playing, obviously, is new structures and, and whatnot, but we have a belief in our group. We're a young group. Um, we're obviously, teams go through injuries, but we're missing a little bit of personnel. And obviously, you see, comes back tonight and Hooksy and Joey, how much of a difference it can make. Um, but not, not throwing any excuses out there. But um, I think. If it's not this year, I think after another full pre-season of playing our way, getting 10, 15% better of that game plan, um, hopefully we consistently be knocking the top four and then from top four you, you can win a flag. And, you know, there's another, there's another player comment, obviously, at Langford, uh, who was on SEN. Uh, he had, if everyone wants to track that down, it's a really good interview. So Langford, 
talked about his frustration about the lack of match simulation they've had this year that, you know, I mean, he basically was honest and say it's been a major structural change, uh, this game plan. Uh, and because the preseason was, in, you know, at the end of the preseason was interrupted and then you've got the whole season interrupted and you can't train as a group, you can't train most of the times with contact, um, it has gone slower than they'd hoped. They understand what they need to get to, but uh, they there was a general feeling that this off this preseason is you know would um, accelerate um, their their ball movement and and their system to a much better level, and you'll see a more of what truck and carousella uh, sort of wants from that trying point to on. implement. Yeah, so it, it did. It was interesting. It did give me a little bit of pause and go, you know. Um, I don't want to have the whole team patience thing because I think I'm over that. But it, well, I don't want to hear the word. No, I don't want to hear that. But word. it did. Um, it did give me, uh, uh, I guess, enough food for thought to, to you know, when you start hearing from the players. The, the, the interesting part with the players is their confidence in the system, uh, that they, uh, and that's that's what's sort of calming me a bit because, you know, I. Even in that second half when I talked about their excitement about, you know, seeing everything work. Uh, and obviously, you know, there's no doubt high-end talent um, <laughs> helps. <laughs> like a Joe Danner and Hooksy up the forward line. It's, it's yeah, completely- that, that does help a little bit. But I, look, I, I agree with what you said just then in that um, clearly, and this is a really important part of any AFL club, clearly Truck and Carousella and, um, and the rest of the team – they have the confidence of the players. Yes. Yeah. And, and players you need are bought that. in. And that's yeah. that's a big deal. Yeah. And, and then then on the other spectrum, right, I loved this. And uh, so Joe Danaher plays his first game for 15, 15 months, right? Joe Danaher has to work out also about where Essendon Football Club is as well. And, and you know, whether he likes it or not, I know he's not in the leadership group and that's obviously, you know, probably injury is a big part of that. But, you know, a guy that's high-end, that talent, is kind of in the leadership and has a big voice no matter what. So Joe Danaher after the game, uh, I, I actually just found it interesting, his first statement, uh, you know, 15 months out of the game. and he seemed and, very confident. Well, yeah, have a listen to this. You know, I, I want to give you two examples. There was two interviews with Joe Danaher after this game, one with the club and, and, one, on, and one on national TV, on Channel 7. So this is Channel 7. But just have a listen to the tone uh, of a guy who I think is kind of telling the rest of the group and the, and the club, uh, I'm coming back if our standards – and and our our excellence and our um, uh, I guess yeah a demanding for the club to be as best as it can be um, is there and then I'm in so just try and work out the tone of, of Joey. Boys, well, it's a pretty disappointing first half to be honest. You know that's um, that's not going to hold up for our footy club. So we managed to stick to the process and, and come out and get a win. But um, you know we're not playing. As well as we like, we're not sticking to our game plan. Um, as much. And that's, that's 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 his first comment. Uh, and, you know, not the celebrating three goals, three. Or, and so the club interview him after the game. I honestly, the first questions asked to Joe, here's his response. Um, it was pretty pretty disappointing first half, to be honest. And 
Um, we didn't play anywhere near um, you know, the process that we want to produce and to come back out in the second half and, and win was really pleasing, but we need to make sure that we, um, we can correct that and, and have a more overall performance. I just thought like, wow, like that's, you know, that in some ways I thought, gee, that, that actually shows some real leadership. That's, that's. I- Mate, that's, that's exactly the thoughts that's going through my head. I mean, that's get that kid back into the leadership team as fast as possible. Cause that's not mincing your words. That's a bloke who regards himself as a senior player, not min- mincing his words, probably not going by the party line on that one, maybe. Um, but that's that's honesty. That's from a bloke who's just being honest. Well, and, and it's, you know what, uh, I thought about it. I thought it is a, probably a bloke for half a football, saw us handball like 20 times across the ground and going, hey, I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm down here. You know what? Hello. I'm, a, Hello. I'm a reasonably good player. <laughs> Uh, and he's probably looking at Hooksy going, you know, there's two all Australians just waiting for the ball down here. You <laughs> might want to uh, run the lines and see if you can give us some space because we might do some damage for you. Uh, yeah. So, and, and look, so it was just interesting. Uh, I, I actually, you know, it, it's kind of it gave me a bit of pause and, and I've gone hard. You know, I don't say hard, but I've, I think it's been a, 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 a correct critique of the club the way we've been yeah, all over the place. I'll, I'll, I'll stand by it as well because the first half, the first half uh, still makes me stand by what I've said. Yeah. We, because yeah. We, still, we still just, we had however many days to again, again, have it in our heads that we can't play like that. We can't play like that. We can't play like that. And inside the first 30 seconds of that game, I thought, oh, man, there it is again. And that's it. I mean, and Joey's right when he's saying that won't hold up because, uh, you know, obviously what we're like six and six, right? So it hasn't held up. We've only won two quarters out of the first 13 games. So, sorry, two first quarters. So we're, we're starting games really poorly and a lot of times it's catching us out. We're not always going to play this comeback from behind uh, and it's not always going to work. The good teams, the dogs, the lions, you know, these the things, they don't, they, they just go, if you want to give us that lead, uh, if you want to give us that start, then we'll just take over from here. Only once the obscurity of, of the, the pies game has it actually worked on a, on a decent team who had a few injuries that day, but it, it's not going to cut it. So I'm glad Joe went straight with the, the message of, you know, f- I love the win and, you know, I can tell he was clearly excited, uh, but he he wanted as a team to make sure the goal is to improve, be more consistent and be more ruthless. And and I'm all for it, Joe, and, and thanks for saying it. So, Hooksy, can we just go to Hooksy, right? Yep. There, there, some might say his first goal in the second half was over the top. Now, the reason why I say it wasn't his reaction to kicking a goal because there's, there's two kind of over-the-tops, right? There's an over-the-top where you're sort of self-congratulating yourself, you know, throwing a, you know, you know, doing a pistol or gunshot action in the air like your God's gift of football. And then, <laughs> and then there's a reaction where it's getting the team to try and get some energy. It, and it, you could tell he's telling the team, he's fist pumping, going, come on, let's go. Like, uh, and his energy in the, the start of the second half was just infectious, and and that's a that again is a sign of a very very good leader. I've always wondered, I must admit, in the bottom of in the back of my mind, why Hooksy's not overly promoted leadership wise. I I never really understood it, but he was a clearly a leader on on the ground, changed the energy of the group, 
and you know he's a he's a quality swingman like a, a there's you know he generally is a very dangerous forward uh he kicked what his 40 goals when we had had to play him for a year um uh in 16 or whatever or 17 or whatever it was um and you know he's you know, he, he by his own right missed a lot of football and only just came back from the first yeah. game back. Uh, and, you know, he's taken, you know, he's had 17 disposals, kicked two goals um, and just had a real presence and, and I can't be happier for him. Um, oh, look, I, I've, said, I've said it in the past, I'll say it again. Um, he's a backman, right? Like he's a backman. He's, his natural That's role his natural, is a yeah. backman. When he's up and about, which he hasn't been because of injury, like he hasn't had continuity to be up and about, his marks across half back and his ability to take marks in the back line um, is worth its weight in gold to the club. When you add um, uh, Rids in there with him taking marks as well, it's worth its weight in gold. But having said that, I, I don't mind Kale going down for a half, going down there for a half or especially when it's at an emergency, like being how many points were we down at halftime? I mean, yeah, well, they had the luxury because like Patton goes out for the game, right, his opponent, and they, they're then Hawthorne's small. So it, it was kind of everything worked to our favour in a weird way because suddenly Hooker didn't have an opponent and, and we've made the right call. It's a good to coaching decision. So well, that's let's, it. let's get him down something there. That's, something that I haven't seen often enough. Like put Hooksy down there for a quarter or something. See if we can get a spark. See if he can take those couple of quick grabs, kick a goal, and then, like you said, celebrate like he's just won the World Cup. But just that's not a World Cup kind of celebration. That's a fire up boys kind of um, kind of celebration. As a swingman, I'll, I'll accept it for a quarter, for a half, maybe if it's an emergency. But he's a backman every day of the week. But to see him go down there and display, I, I agree with what you said. I, I wonder why he's not been discussed leadership style um but for for a half or a quarter of footy he is a huge spark because he can take a grab and he's a big tall unit so yeah good decision i hope hopefully it was truck's decision mate and he does stuff like that moving forward because i remember back in the day if things weren't working for your center half forward you chucked him at i mean i last scotty lucas you chuck him at half back you move him around see if you can get him a kick somewhere else so don't mind that from hooksy no, exactly. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry, I had to mention that play with Hooksy when the the ball goes a meter over his head. He just the now. Excuse me for a brief moment. That's the funniest. What the that's hell the, was that? I mean, I love Hooksy, and and you know, I'm I'm going to give him out and say one of the tower lights clearly got in his eye because you know he's obviously one of the best contested marks and judgment of a mark. But I'm sorry, Hooksy, and uh, please forgive us from the Lunchtime Catch-Up podcast. I could not stop giggling for about half, <laughs> about, oh, well, just for a couple and of minutes. It was, just, it was just one of the funniest things. Hooksy, he, he couldn't run out of sight on a dark night, Hooksy. Like, seriously, he, as Buddy, the, the chase for Buddy, it just, he looks like his legs are permanently stiff. Um, Hooksy, but mate, again, he's a lot fitter than my chunky ass is. But when he when he missed the mark and he missed it by a good way, he's then gone, oh crap, and had to turn around and bolt to where the ball was. 
His and re- it was like watching that. Reco- yeah, his recovery was actually exceptional. Like it actually got us a goal. But it, and that's it. He was. You could see in his mind, he's going, "Oh, I can't. I can't miss the ball now. I can't. <laughs> I, I have get, to get I there, and I yeah. have to make this happen because I will never hear the end of it." But yeah, Hooksy, mate. If you listen to that, I know you're a listener. Um, <laughs> that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I have no doubt there's some players that are showing him clips of that. Oh, there's memes going oh, within the club. Without a doubt. There'll be someone someone smart of um, taking a screenshot of the ball directly above his head and just and will just stick it on his hotel room door or something <laughs> yeah. and show how far his hands were away from that ball. Now, uh, look, uh, there's a player I want to discuss he took over Joe Watson's number. He's copped a lot of flack in his career. He's been in and out of the side yep. for a lot of his career. He probably last year started to settle a little bit as far as getting regular games. This year he's he's getting every game that he's um, that the coach coach want clearly wants him in. Uh, but Kyle Langford, man, you know his last quarter, you know. Have a have a have a watch over it because you know thirteen touches, baby. Thirteen touches and a goal. Uh, he was huge in that second half, and, and him and McGrath pretty much swung the game. I mean, Zach Meredith. Actually, I should say the midfield. I shouldn't point anyone out too much because. Oh, but no, I mean, if we if we're talking about Langers, then I mean, we you got to talk about his second half, and it's we say that because we've wanted Kyle to come along as a footballer, like we've wanted Darcy. Um, to come along as a footballer and a midfielder, and look, one of one of the things that I, I still um I don't know what was going through the the club's mind, and I, sometimes I still don't about playing Kyle in the midfield and then dropping him, and then bringing him back for two games and then dropping him, and then I, I don't didn't understand that, and a bit like Darcy playing high half forward, I, I don't understand that, but it was a great game to show people that Kyle Langford. Whilst he may not be Chris Judd, um, not many people are, he is a more than capable midfielder who, when you look at it and all of the metrics say and all of your talking heads on television and all the gun footballers say, the second a midfielder starts kicking goals, they become extra important to your team. Yeah. And Kyle's doing that every game, man. He's given us a couple last week, I think it was. Yeah, he's almost guaranteed a goal now every game. So he's, yeah, so. So That's that's worth its weight in gold. And the likes of of Dylan and that are lifting and McGrath and Zach lifting. But the support in that, and I hate to, I don't want to say this, but the second tier of of our midfields with Langers and, and Parrish and those guys, it's it's incredible to to see. And I was, I was talking to Scotty earlier about the midfield. And when you see, we're looking at the stats right now. When you see our A grader in Zach Merritt, our dead set honest A grader, um, getting 36 touches and then Andy at 32. When you start to see Kyle and Parrish in the 20s and then you add Devon and you add Sardi at 19 and then you've got um, Shirley at, at 25. When you start to see the what, the one, two, three, four, five, six players. 23 and up, um, yeah. 23 and up, and they're all in our midfield, we win games of footy. That's the that's the lineup. And invariably in the past it's been um Sadi and Connor and um and people like that and Mason Redmond with um around the seven 17, 18, 16 mark. So now we've got Sadi and Kale Hooker chimes in and we've got Jordan Ridley giving us 16 and then just Joey popping in with 14. So if you want to look at the stats, go and check them out because that's the 
those stats there are, and I, I am mindful, people are screaming at me down there, um, uh, down their stereos right now that, yeah, you got 36 touches because 12 of them were a metre distance handballs. In the first half but, anyway, yeah. Yeah, in the first half. But, I mean, you, you look at that midfield, uh, so you look at those statistics against the, the players that have um, earned them and Essendon wins games of football. Um, we 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 don't have those players. Well, when we win, we don't have the likes of Darcy getting eight possessions or 12 possessions or something like that. Um, he gets 24, the A graders get 36, and then we have real good support from Langers again with that goal and Dylan and, and those getting um, high 20s as well. So that's that's what you want to see. I think the important part is is the midfield, the, the corrections that they made at half time, and they're still winning the ball a lot. They're still getting their clearances. They're using the ball with um, so much better. But the evenness of the sixth group of uh, was my real pleasing. There was no – everyone stood up. Everyone was getting the ball, like Merritt, Shill. Um, you know, Parish were really, really strong. They're all really high contested, high pressure. Uh, and we had three or four instances where they're bursting out of the midfield. And instead of just doing that 50 meter kick and hope, you know, the lowering of the eyes, it does make a huge difference. You know, the pass to Stuart, the pass to Joe, uh, there's a pass to Hooksy, it, it makes a huge difference. Uh, it's, it's everything, Scotty. Like yeah. the, the way we kick inside forward 50, the, the players would probably say to you, yeah, we haven't had a six foot seven, ridiculously talented bloke um, running out of the the square that we can hit him up. But yeah, look, I, I the the difference in lowering your eyes and it's a basic AFL skill, but the difference in lowering your eyes is incredible. It, it, yeah. To hit Joe up, it it emboldens your forwards. It makes Hooksy celebrate like he's just kicked eight. Um, and it makes probably Jimmy Stewart real happy as well. So, and Jimmy yeah, Stewart but, was actually really good. Like he, he, yeah, he, they're all really strong. I want to, I want to shout out the Ruckman um, Phillips. Uh, he, he reminded me a little bit of the Collingwood game. His his second efforts and he's contested, um, uh, contesting in the ruck. His physicalness. He he's had six clearances. Um, for us, you know, he's probably second, a lot of energy he's second in clearances guy. for the side. Uh, and you've got to give him a lot of credit because, uh, I mean, obviously people have been highlighting Draper in his good form. Um, uh, but he, you know, he, he kind of told the club, Hey, I'm, I'm here as well. Uh, and yeah. you know, I can play this game and as a Ruckman, you know, they're obviously late in maturing, um, and, you know, he's becoming a quality backup ruck. Uh, so, you know, all credit to Andrew. He, he had a really, really strong game. Um, and he, yeah, he does that kind of really good thing with his mobility of just helping us around the ground with second efforts. I love, and, I love yeah. his energy, man. I, I really do. He's a, he's a talented ruckman. He knows what he's doing for a start off. So the, the, um, the, the skills are there. But I love his energy, especially, like you said, with those clearances. He's... He's got a touch of the Nick Nats about him in that if the ball hits the deck, Nick Nat doesn't just sort of sort of hover over the ball and I don't know what he expects to do with the ball. Yeah. His head's over the ball and he tries to get the ball like um, uh, the hack from Collingwood, whatever his name was. Um, Andy Phillips gave know. a bath, handed him some Palmolive. Grundy, yeah. Um, but um, he tries to get the ball. He tries to be like another midfielder and maybe clear out some people with his largish uh, arrangement, and starts to um, <laughs> to actually get his hands on the ball and gets a clearance. So 
I love his energy. He's he's he tries hard. He can jump bloody high too, just quietly. Um, and yeah, really really liked his game. Liked it a lot. Well, Phillips, it's funny because I, I look. I think there's overwhelming evidence that Draper and Belly sh- should never play a two ruckman game. But Draper and Phillips is a probably That's a, 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 high energy. Yeah, ruckman. If you ever wanted to play them in the same game. Because of their mobility around the ground, it's it seems like a, it's a much more acceptable option. Uh, and he, look, he won't get spoken about much. And he got he was a late in with Hurley out, but um, Zerk Thatcher played uh, really strong the second half. Like uh, one, do you know, there's a play I absolutely loved, and it and tells me a little bit about the team. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, there's a play on the outer wing. Uh, it was kind of like. Uh, they had the break, Hawks had the break, uh, and Cirque Thatcher does his diving kind of spoil over the boundary line. And yeah. Red, Redmond comes up to him like he's kicked a goal. Like, like, and he's just, he, and he's sort of kind of given him a massive shout out and like, so well done. Uh, and it was just, you know, there's some cultural things you want to see in a team. And, and, and it told me that Zerk had, you know, maybe he, you know, I don't want to read too much into it, but maybe Zerk had, had just had a hard week because of the, his previous game. He, he did struggle, uh, and he just had this. He had a really strong second half uh, of that game, so I'm glad he can get a bit of confidence out of that as well. I just wanted to uh, sort of just note that as well. But um, yeah. oh, no, we he, we know we know with Brandon when we spoke to um, the VFL president um, Paul, he 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 throws himself at, throws himself at um, contests. Yep, Brandon. He's a he's an all in player, and he throws himself in that stuff. And again, that those are the one percenters that um, that any coach, any former player, especially um, two defenders like um, Truck and and Wusher, those two boys would love to see that from uh, from Zerk Thatcher, especially because he was busy. He had things to do in that first half. Man, it was he was he was would have been tired, and to con- to continue to do those kind of one percenters, that's excellent to see from that kid. Yeah, exactly. So what we've won the inside fifties by twelve. So we've 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 done pretty well. Uh, we still lose the free kick count. And we always do. Uh, well, yeah. But stoppages. Um, you know, I mean, you look at stoppage clearances and and just clearances forty to nineteen. Uh, that's a huge. Yeah. Our midfielders are really on song, uh, and that's what you want. We win contested possession. Uh, so you know, it it was it was pretty impressive. Uh, all around, we, we've almost doubled their marks inside 50. Hence, that's usually a team lowering their eyes. So everything was good. We, we win the tackle count by eight. So it's there was just a lot to like about that second half. Uh, look, we'll, we'll go to a break and, and um, come back and talk about the West Coast game coming up. Yep. And welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Uh, big thank you to Scotty there for a rerun of that music. Um, <laughs> Sorry about that. I pressed the wrong button. Of, so your ad, ad music tonight is pretty much a general theme of Young MC. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, so. a, it's a Young MC sort of show. I wonder what he's up to nowadays. <laughs> now then, Scotty, we've got some sponsors. We've got sponsors that help us keep this uh, global trending podcast. When I say sponsors, I mean a sponsor. I mean, one, I'm talking about the guys at Speaking Finance. 
Now, the guys that speaking finance are finance brokers. I know you've probably uh, you've heard us say this a couple of times now, but they're finance brokers specializing um, in personal and business loans, right? So here's the scenario, right? So you're looking for, I don't know, new car, used car. I am at the moment. I'm, I'm thinking about uh, trading in the, um, the old trusty rusty um, and upgrading if everything wasn't so damn expensive. But what I'd do is I would give Steve and the guys and girls um, from Speaking Finance a call. They can help out with a new and or used car. Um, they can uh, source a loan for you um, for that new or used car especially something along the lines of, I don't know, maybe you're a tradie, right? Maybe you're a tradie, you need a new ute, you're looking for a new piece of uh, uh, equipment, a new piece of plant. Um, these guys, you can work with these guys to help you get the finance for that um, at an incredible rate. So once this sort of, once Uncle Dan has let us out of um, stage four, I'm definitely giving Steve and the guys a call, see what they can uh, help me out with a, a new loan for a new car. Um Say, like you said, if you're if you're a tradie and that sort of stuff, it's not just your car. It can be um, personal or, or business finance um, loans. They can help you with stuff for your for your site, stuff around your home. Um, they can absolutely help you with all their business finance. Yeah, I mean, if if <laughs> I'm just thinking, if you if you Joe Dadaha this week on that performance, then uh, uh, I'm thinking that the uh, that the Doro might be speaking to uh, speaking finance about uh, what happens with the contract if uh, if they're demanding <laughs> 200 grand more after one game. So uh, yes. yeah, so well. The, and uh, Dodoro might even know those guys from Speaking Finance because they're mad Essendon fans, Essendon members. Uh, so, yeah, that's the kind of, uh, I guess, company we want to promote, uh, a good Essendon family company. Absolutely, man. That's one of the reasons why we got him on the show, mate. So, look, whether it's um, it's Steve or one of his um, finance or mortgage brokers, um, they're mad passionate Don supporters. If you want to have a chat to these guys about um, how they can help you with uh, with finance, um, you can get them on their FB page. They respond to that pretty quickly. Um, tell them that um, Grant and Scott sent you. Um, it won't get you any additional discounts or anything, but <laughs> just it'll be great to, for him to know where you're coming from. They can get on their, on their um, uh, FB page, like I said. You can also get hold of them at um, speakingfinance.com.au. Um, have a chat to Steve. Have a chat to those guys down there. They'll be able to help you out with your uh, um, personal business um, or even mortgage loans. So have a chat to the guys at Speaking Finance. Massive thank you for those guys for being a sponsor on the show. Thank now you. Now then, Scotty, what do we got next? So let's talk about the upcoming game. We play Tuesday night, 8-10 at the Gabba against <laughs> West Coast. It doesn't get any easier. These uh, days are freaking me out, man. We're, we're playing <laughs> Thursday nights at 4.40. I had to leave work early to go downstairs, which I don't mind at all. But now we're playing on a Tuesday Oh, it's it is bizarre, isn't it? Like uh, all our, you know, we used to, we used to think, you know, you know, the after game Patreon show, the Thursday night team show, yeah, you know, yeah. the, the weekend main show, and it's all over the shop. It's a uh, uh, we've done Monday team changes shows, we've done Wednesday team changes shows, and it's just so uh, it's it's a bit bizarre. But we play obviously Tuesday night West Coast. Uh, both teams had the same amount of um, uh, at sort of break between. I think it's five days. So I guess there's no excuses for for both teams. Yep. Obviously, West Coast, uh, the coach has confirmed that they're likely going to rest Kennedy. Uh, so Kennedy, big, big fan of that idea. <laughs> yes, Kennedy obviously got a concussion. Um, the team, actually, West Coast um, probably should be under a bit of scrutiny because he got concussed and they put him back on the ground. And then he had to quickly leave the ground again, vomiting. Um, okay. And they probably shouldn't have put him out there again. Uh, so. 
so that will, I think that would be a guarantee because of that situation, the scrutiny. The AFL will definitely have a talk to him. They might not find him or anything, but they'll definitely have a yeah. talk to him. But that scrutiny means that he'll definitely miss this game under um, concussion protocols. Uh, especially and rightly with, so. Yeah, and five-day break. Now, also Cripps, who's a very, very good small forward for them, a very, very dangerous player, um, has announced that his wife's giving birth earlier than they thought and he has to leave the hub. So so that's a few goals um, yeah, that, that's, are, uh, that are leaving the West that's Coast. That's a couple team. of decent-sized holes. And and West Coast uh, sounds like there's a few whispers that they're just talking about, possibly, but it's definitely no guarantee. Uh, Bit of a whisper. Uh, of um, no, they're not sure whether they're going to manage Nick Nate this game or the next. So oh, I'll do it this game, boys. <laughs> yeah. I know it's uh, I know it's three o'clock in the morning last Thursday over there in WA at the moment. Um, but if you're listening to this, anybody from the W, just, just look, we, we I, think, I had yeah. a look at Nick Nat in the game. And he I thought he looked tired. sore. Yeah, he looks sore. Yeah, it's, yeah no he looks sore. Just give him a rest. Just, yeah, help the guy out, you know. I know, man. Like, you don't want to, you don't want to ruin the bloke. He goes okay, I suppose. Um, just look, to give him a week off, send him down to Cottesloe, yeah. wherever you want to send him. He'll be fine. I mean, Darling looks sore too. So, I mean, you, you can, there's I'll a few you guys. What, I, I, Shuey, I, I didn't think looked right and you can manage. Nah, this is the game to manage. There's, you, there's like, a lot of blokes just, they were looking that bit proppy, <laughs> you know what I mean? They could do with a, with a week. Only just a week. We're not just talking the, about yeah. sending them away for yeah. four weeks or anything. Yeah, locked just in for next week, game. A freshen so. up. They'll, they'll be fine, yeah. So, look, uh, in all honesty, uh, Hurls will come back into the team, which only strengthens the back line. Uh, so... With Kennedy and Cripps out, um, it kind of helps on in two fronts. It helps a Sardi and it helps a it helps a Hooksy, uh, so or a Hurley, the, whoever's on, whoever's going to play on uh, Kennedy. Now I've got the question for you: um, Are we going to see the Irishman play this game? Mm. Um, I because yeah, he I just, was. Just I get this not feeling something. Yeah, I've got this feeling something uh, without any knowledge. I, I I don't know anything, so I. Before anyone asks, not even a wispy whisper. But you know, I, I just wonder who made that call because he was definitely right to play. Wusher even said after the game they asked him again. No, he was right to play. We just didn't pick him. Um, okay, so that, that could be that could be evolving. Have a keep an eye on out uh, on that for uh, for the listeners. Keep an eye on that because that could be evolving. If he comes back in next week. Um, we were both wrong and we know Look, nothing. Admit, clubs can have a week's message, right? Clubs can say, Connor, uh, we just don't feel your heads in the game at the moment. So you tell us, I want to see you on the track next week uh, with some intensity and knowing that you're fully locked into playing uh, footy because, I mean, that's that's how I felt. I felt like there's a player that's thinking um, half about other things, whether it's home or whatever, and, and half on footy. And, yep. and that's almost how he's playing. He's doing, he's doing unusual mistakes, even for McKenna. That that you know he's a three times better player than what we've seen the last month. Absolutely, like, yeah. he's a very very good player. Uh, and I really miss watching that McKenna. <laughs> if I'm being honest, so have I to be quite uh, honest. But I I wouldn't be it wouldn't surprise me if there's if there's a coach's saying thing. Look, I need to know your minds in this game uh, before we before we select you because he wasn't an emergency. That was. That yeah, was a, that was a you're not playing selection for me because you know 
Um, I love Josh Begley, but he's an, he was an emergency. And I, McKenna, I think by reputation would be an emergency. I reckon he's uh, yeah. got a head or toe ahead of Beggs at the moment. So, yeah, there was a definite you're just not playing this week. So interesting well, look, stuff. I mean, we, yeah. we both hope that he plays. Like, yeah, seriously, yeah. I hope you play, kid, and I hope you – you play for seven more seasons and you retire and we put your face up on the wall. That's what we hope. If he's locked in, yeah. Of course you 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 I don't think you can have too many changes. I think this is a good time to now settle the side. But look, if McKenna's locked in, he is best twenty two. Uh, but that's the that's for the coaches to call. But best twenty two off a half back. Yeah. Oh, for sure now. Like it's with Mosquito and Walla Joe. Stewart and and Dylan Clark being the best Stringer. small forward in the comp at the moment. He's, he's, he's Dylan Clark is the best small forward in the AFL at the moment. He's going to kick two a game every single game. Dylan, love your work, mate. Don't eat, like he's he's. I think he's about third or fourth pick now for me. <laughs> I can see. Look at your face. looking at me. No, cheeky. Um, well, I will say this about Dylan Clark. He's. Obviously, you, you get a get a lot of defensive pressure with Dylan Clark, right? And that's actually why Townsend was in the side. And so it was interesting yeah. that Townsend was the emergency, and Clark was in the his spot. And Clark's kicked two goals, so kicked a pair if you so don't mind. I don't think Townsend's um, coming in. Goals. Yeah, I don't think Townsend's coming in this week as well. So, no, mate, um, look, I love seeing Dylan Clark in that side. I really do. I love I love to see him in the side. And again, it. it it gives you another genuine midfielder to be able to run through the midfield for a bit of a rest or if somebody um, gets injured or some of that, you can move him into the mids and you're not going to lose awful much. No. Um, but then you've got that good pressure and the good tackling um, and clearly he'll give us two goals a game for the rest of his career. And look, it's really important to note in the background this week, the captain of the football club is going full training. D, D yeah. Heppel. So, uh, the whispers I hear is he oh, he, whispers. he he won't obviously play West Coast right he but it's not out, out of, of the realms out of, of the realm that the following yeah. game that he would be fifty fifty at least come on um so gee you, you, you think you know, gee if we actually beat West Coast if we can upset West Coast with a few of them out <sighs> and a, a strong side and what it means though like we said at the very start of the show. It really does have to be four quarters of football. Minute like one, man. It has to be. Yeah. That's a, mm-hmm. And every time you start talking, mate, I mean, I've, I've known Scotty for nigh on 40 years, right? And he he is one of the – I mean, he and his father um, are always the two people in my life that if they start looking me in the eyes and going, oh, mate, if we can pinch next week from West Coast, if we can get Dyson back – I fire up. I start to get the, I start, my knee starts to shake and I start to get that big, yeah, what if we can pinch West Coast? What if we can come back next week after that and get Dyson? But, mate, it has to be, it has to be from a, yeah. minute one next week. We have to do what we yeah. did in minute so someone one. Has to, I, yeah, someone has to, you know, one thing Hurdy had a really good skill was that we always started the first quarter really strong here. He was a yeah. very high motivator before a game and we need to, you know, I know it sounds funny, but our coaches have to probably recognize that we've only won two first quarters out of 13 and we need a little bit of an intensity before they run out. Have, get them switched on really early. 
Uh, and if I'm truck, I'm just giving a bit of a, a heightened message, you know, almost like what he did half time. Bit of a bit of a G up, mate. Hey, come on, guys. No, this is it. You know, our club's been battered, and you know we're, you know, everyone's attacking us externally, including the lunchtime catch-up podcast. Well, sometime. including lunchtime catch-up podcast. <laughs> we'll forgive those guys because they're awesome. Yeah, <laughs> swell guys. Um, but. Let's rub it in their face. You know, let's from the start go, let's show a statement tonight. You know, let's to run out. To be brutally out. honest, I'd rather see us come out in the first three quarters of football like men possessed, mm. like absolutely go ballistic, get a 30-point or 20-odd point lead going into the last quarter, and then quite literally because we have gone utterly ballistic for three quarters of footy, maybe run out a bit of gas and maybe the opposition comes over the top of us. I don't want to ever see that happen. Let me rephrase that. But um, I would rather us come out in the first quarter and go nuts and then second and the third and then hopefully the fourth than just put in that real bad performance in the first half and have to again come from 30-odd points down and win a game of footy. I'd much rather that be completely 180 flipped and maybe we don't get over the line in the the fourth quarter um, rather than just... At halftime, the game's almost over and you have to pull a miracle game um, out of your rear um, to win the thing. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm I'm full of grants. It's it's a huge clash. Uh, I think there's a real opportunity there. Uh, and they've given us another little glimmer of hope, man. Like the club, they just we're, – we're a Jekyll and, Jekyll and Hyde club, right? We, we yeah. honestly are. We don't know what game we're going to turn up with next week. We could turn up with the second half of last week's game and just blow West Coast out of the water. We could turn up and do the first half of the game. No one knows. But again, man, it's like, it's like I don't know if anybody out there has ever played golf where you, you, you're going around and you're, you're not playing particularly well and you're, you're, you're having an average game. And then maybe, I don't know, on 16 or 17 or something like that, you smite one right up the middle and it flies off the club. You then, you pull out your lazy seven iron and you just ease a nice little seven iron up within three feet of the hole. You whip out the old trusty rusty putter and you go bang one putt into the hole. That is your your entire golf game right there. And you'll be back next week and you, you think you're Phil Mickelson and everything's great. That's what the bombers did to us in the second half again this week. (laughs) They just, they just, they hit a driver straight up the middle and it makes every time they do that, I go, yeah, we can beat West coast. Yeah, we, we, we can, we can do it. So look, they've, they've given me another, what, five days or whatever it is of hope. Uh, worth <laughs> of just hanging on again to see them play again. Only because I, that, that, that glimpse in the second half is what we know we can do. And I'm personally, I'm just hanging out to see it again. And look, realistically, the the Bulldogs losing last night, who were eighth, just just does give a, a small little window for the teams uh, just above us. So we're I think we're currently ninth. Um, yep. So we're you know, but like we said, I think on the Patreon show, the Team Changes show, if we ever if we make the finals from here, we definitely deserve it because obviously we've got West Coast, Geelong, and Port Adelaide, oh, and yeah, then Melbourne. Yeah. If we, so yeah, if we, if we win enough games in here to make the finals, then yeah, we deserve it. If we win three of the next four, then we deserve to be in the finals. So uh, yep, uh, let's let's hope for a big result. Look, uh, 
Before we go, a huge shout out. Uh, thank you to the huge response or to our Patreon site. Um, yes. <laughs> it, it's been an absolute insane. Um, people are really enjoying our post-game um, uh, reactions uh, show and our Team Changes show. Uh, so the feedback we get is really, really great. We get so many lovely messages um, privately sent to us from our Patreon site. It is just $2 a month, so it is only, you know, 8 or $10 for the rest of the month whole. So uh, for the whole if, year, if, you, if you want to get on board, you hear two extra shows uh, than, than this show, so yep. a week. Big so. shout-outs. Some shout-outs from the uh, Patreon guys. Dave, just one word, just Dave, Dave-O. Um, and then another – we've got some of the coolest names, I reckon, I've seen anywhere in the world in our Patreons. Um, this is another one, Neth, N-E-T-H. Who are you going with, Scotty? You going with Neth or Neath? Neth. Neth. Okay. Neth Livet. Neth Livet. Thank you very much for joining. And then a cool name, Skip Dunn. Skippy, mate. He's got to have been Skip done. Dunn. No, yeah, not yeah. Dunny. Skippy. He's got. How funny would he be as, as Dunny? Um, that's as Aussie Skip, as Aussie can get. Skip. That's Dunn. about as Aussie as it gets. Skip Dunny. Uh, <laughs> that's actually hilarious. That's, <laughs> I love that. Uh, Thomas Wilson, Simon Witty, Brendan. Just one word, Brendan. Andy Gosden. Thomas Wilson, Keith Crawford, Fletch Bennett, Fletch with the really good Jordan logo and his uh, and his little avatar there. We like that. Um, Joshua Ryan, Alfie Sanchez, um, John Schroeders, John Schroeders, Schroeders. I think it's John Schroeders. Thank you, Jonathan. Um, Patrick, one word. Matty Rumble, Matt Rumble, uh, Ryan, William Carter. Howard the Bev Bevo Bevan, um, and then we get down to some of the old guys and girls: Andrew Armstrong, Alex Porter, Ben Squeris, Kim Dumain, Flicking Down, Zach Foster, Daniel, David Collins, Sam Allardyce. So I, I can a- keep going, um, but a massive thank you to everybody that signed up. We really hope you enjoy that extra content. Um, and uh, yeah, like you said, two bucks a month, you can get it at um, uh, Patreon.com forward slash Lunchtime Catch Up. We didn't put the the in front of it. It's just lunchtime catch up. So, I, have a, I have a conspiracy. I have a conspiracy theory that whoever has their name just once um, is an Essendon player. So Patrick is Patrick Ambrose. Brendan clearly. is Brendan Sir Thatcher. So it, yeah. it's clearly it's you know my conspiracy theory. It always, I think it holds up. Uh, just, oh, no, absolutely, right up until we get to Deborah. <laughs> Deborah, that's, Deborah yeah. uh, maybe that's like a nickname for uh, I don't know for Joey. Yeah. Joey, Deborah, Dan- <laughs> I'm not sure about that, but a big thank you to Deborah also being there. And then the, the interesting one that I'd want to know is H. We've got a Patreon with just oh, it's, one it's, letter. It's a skipper. H. It's a skipper. Let's face it. Yeah, it's got it. Clearly, it's got to be the skipper. So yeah, yeah, right. huge thanks to the Patreon guys and girls. So that's it for us. Uh, yeah, we'll have our team changes show on Monday night uh, for the Tuesday game. The Monday night, not Thursday, but Monday. Good news is we didn't get really any injuries. Uh, hopefully Joe put up okay. Don't be surprised. It will be 50-50 if he's managed this game. We do have another five-day break after this game. So we play Tuesday and Sunday. So don't be surprised, Essendon fans, if he may be managed, I'm hope you know we all hope one he, of the next. Two, we all want probably. to see him play, and, and but you know one of the next two, you would think, for his own body's sake, that they may need to manage. Um, my gut feel is you probably go for the West Coast win. It, it feels like it's achievable. Uh, West Coast only won two of the four games they played in Queensland, um, so they struggled a bit. Or I think they're two and four rather than 
sorry, two out of six games they were in Queensland. Mm-hmm. They struggled in Queensland. So it feels like the game to maybe really go for, but then you may have to, you know, it, it's about Joe's next five years, not next five weeks. So That's exactly right. I, I look, I'm leaning towards resting him, actually. I mean, I, I don't want to. Oh, Lord, I don't want to. But like you said, we've got another day, game five days after that, and it would be perfect to just get him back, get him through a game of footy, and then see how he feels over the next week, get him some good massage, get him all that good stuff, sling him a large capriccioso and get him to chill um, and come back the week after because I think, yeah, we've, it's been too hard and too long to get that kid back onto the park. And as, look, Sammy Draper's ridiculously important to this club moving forward, but that bloke is nigh on the most important. So yeah, yeah, so, we'll see what happens. Yeah, so three games in two weeks, I, I feel like he's going to miss one of those games, and it may be the Geelong game. They may play him for West Coast, but you never know. So, uh, it, But it's important to recognise that that's likely going to happen um, and the club would be every right to, to make that call to protect him. Wouldn't even blink if I saw it happen. You'd go, yep, no problems at all. Again, especially after that game that he put in, man. He's too important. Well, he played 80% too of the important. game. Like, I, I, I generally thought he was going to play 60% or lower. Like, you know, just yeah. an introduction to footy. He's played 80% of that game. Like, yeah, and, and to put it in context, McGrath played 82% of that game. Yeah. So, you know, Mosquito played 60% of that game. So yep. <laughs> there's a little bit of, oh, we could win here. And let's just keep Joe another. Actually, let's keep the huge <laughs> bloke minutes. down forward taking yeah. marks. Let's yeah. keep him there. <laughs> so, but with that may, may mean, you know, possible managing, but you never know. So thanks, everyone. Talk to you Monday night on the Patreon show. This is us signing off. Go Bombers. Go Bombers. Go Bombers.